Oh, well, you know, come down to their last kind of kind of play and as much as I disagree, but that's just the way 40 years and it doesn't go your way, sometimes it does. And I scored it, brother. Initially I scored it and then he held me up. Um, but hey, it is what it is, man. I, I'm gutted, but honestly, brother, I'm, I'm just truly grateful and blessed, bro, to be here and um, play this game for my club and my team. So, um, pretty special moment. Um, but, yeah, it's good. A very emotional Artie Surveyor following that game on the weekend, that non-try between the Brumbies and the Hurricanes, 37-33, to 33, the final score. The quarterfinals of the Super Rugby Pacific came to a close. We've got the semifinals to look forward to this weekend. And joining us down the line to talk all about it is host of the Rugby Rap podcast, Mick Collis. Mick, good afternoon. Yeah, good day, Matt. And that was a, uh, a crazy finish, wasn't it, for that game? Just um, unbelievable. It was. What, what did you make of it? What were your thoughts on the disallowed try? Look, it was always going to be tough when the, when the referee, his call to the touch judge was saying that he, he thinks it's no try. And and the he was calling the TMO then to basically prove that his call was wrong. So, the, and generally, if the if the referee makes a call, it, it's very hard for the TMO to overturn that call. So when he said he doesn't think it's a try, I, I knew it wasn't going to be awarded because it's really be, be blatantly obvious. And and you know, as Artie said, he reckons he scored it, and then the hand went underneath it, and the, and the the vision. From the angle that they showed, if the referee had have said, "Yep, he thinks it's a try," can you, you know, show me any reason why I can't award it? The TMO would have gone, "Yep, that's a try." But of course, he said, "It's not a try." Um, show me why it is. And then it was always going to be controversial, and, uh, and I think they're all going to go in the way of the referee. So, look, I, I think if looking at it, I, I thought it, it was a try. I reckon he got it down. He only needed to get a, a blade of grass on the ball, and I reckon he would have got that. But um, look, that. So yeah, look. I mean, that's it's all it's all over. It's all done. They're not going to change the rules, and mm-hmm. uh, the Brumbies are sure and the Hurricanes aren't. But I, I feel for the Hurricanes. What did you make of his words after the game as well? I think it was just a great display of how much it means to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's one of the biggest, toughest, and one of the best uh, rugby players in the world at the moment, and uh, the, the emotion that he had and. And you know, obviously he was de- he was devastated. But the great thing about him, you know, class. Like he didn't he didn't go off. He just said, yeah. "Look, I think I scored it." But you know, that's the way it is. That's the referee. And he's just you know blessed to be playing the game with his you know for his friends. So he's a, yeah, look, just classy, really, really classy. What did you make of the Brumbies' win in the end? Thirty-seven to thirty-three, the final score. It was a very tight game, but uh, the Brumbies came out on top. Yeah, and look, I mean, they've been uh, they've been very good. They've been a form side all year. They're ahead of the Hurricanes on the ladder. The Brumbies were fourth, Hurricanes were fifth. So in a really tight one, and that was always going to be the tightest one. That fourth, fifth was always going to be tight, and it certainly lived up to expectation. And I just think, look, the Brumbies they just find a way. They were they were very lucky in the end because they had once full time the clock was up. You know, thing with rugby that unlike AFL. Um, when the siren sounds in AFL, that's it. But in, when the siren sounds in rugby, it's play on until there's actually a, a stoppage. And there was there was two penalties that the Brumbies gave away, which let the Brumbies, the, the Hurricanes keep attacking. And look, they were, they were just look they were, they defended very well. The Hurricanes once they started to, when they when you get really close to the line and you're, and you're trying to there's not a lot of room to move and you're trying to just drive over and, and score. Look, I reckon. Probably eight out of ten times you're going to get held up. So it was a really risky play mm. by the Hurricanes to just keep punching away, trying to 
trying to get through a gap that really wasn't there and it was always going to be hard and I always thought, I said to the guys watching with, I said, look, if they keep on this, they're going to get held up and they're not going to win the thing. And, and as it turned up, whether it's 50-50, whether they did or didn't, that the referee ruled that they were held up. So I think the Hurricanes, if they looked at that last couple of minutes again, or I reckon they'd probably do it a little bit differently and try and get away from that just barging. When there's just got, you've only got a media that takes it, it's very hard to, build any sort of momentum against the defence. So I think if they looked at it again, they probably would have tried to go a little bit wider and try and, you know, come back in some angles as opposed to that just pick and drive. So, but look, all credit to the Brumbies. They, they did extremely well. They defended really well. And uh, it's great to have an Australian team in that final four. I'll tell you what, the Reds defended really well against the Chiefs, but just uh, a little ill-disciplined at moments and the Chiefs, the number one team in the competition were able to come out on top, 29-20 to 20 the final score. They will face the Brumbies in the semis. Uh, what did you make of that game earlier on the Saturday? Yeah, really good. Like, I thought the Reds were great. I thought Because they were the only team that beat the Chiefs all year. And I thought, geez, they might be able to do it again. They've obviously worked out uh, a game plan that, that makes the Chiefs a bit vulnerable. And I'm sure the Brumbies will be looking at that game and working out all the things that the Reds did that created dramas for the Chiefs. But mm. oh, look, the Chiefs, and it would have really upset me if the Reds won that and knocked the Chiefs out because I think it's ridiculous having eight teams in the finals in a 12-team competition. And for the Chiefs, who are by far and away the best team in the competition all year, if they got beat by the eighth team, I just don't think that'd be justice. So again, disappointed it was, was an Australian team that got through, but... The Chiefs, they deserve to be there. They deserve to be in the semi-finals. And I think, look, again, they showed their class. They, they were able to find a way to win against a very gallant Reds outfit. So it will be the Chiefs and the Brumbies in the semi-final taking place on Saturday. And the semi-final to take place on Friday afternoon will be between the Crusaders and the Blues. It was the Blues on Friday night, defeating the Waratahs pretty comfortably. In the end, 41-12, to 12, I thought it was a, a pretty complete performance. Yeah, it was, you know, and you look at the Blues, 41-12, they won, and the Crusaders won 49-8 against the Fijian Drua. So you've got two very good teams who are obviously in very good form. So that that second semi, or the first semi-final, that's why on the Friday night, that's going to be a, a beauty. And look, I, look, out of these, the two semis, they could both go either way. I really, I, I don't, especially that Crusaders-Blues game. Um, the Crusaders, they'll be wanting to, They'll be wanting to make that final because Scott Robertson, their coach, it's his last stint with the Crusaders before he takes on the All Blacks job. Um, the Blues have been very good, so that that's going to be a toss of a coin. That I think that'll be the game of the that'll be the best semi final. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the Chiefs Brumbies will be a bit more of an arm wrestle, but though Crusaders and Blues, um, just two very good sides who like scoring points, and I think that that game will be an absolute cracker. How much will the injuries to the Crusaders help the Blues? Oh, I mean, yes, they will. But the Crusaders, they're like any of those New Zealand teams. They can, they've just got great depth. We saw that when the Chiefs came out and played the Western Force in that last game of the home and away series. It was They left 11 players out, nine All Blacks, and they, they beat the Force, you know, 43 to 19, I think it was. So all these teams have got a lot of depth, and they do have that luxury. Obviously, you know, you're losing a little bit because they're not your, your first-string guys, but they're very, very capable replacements and they just play that same game plan very well so yes it'll help the Blues but they certainly won't be going in complacent. Just watching that Blues Waratahs game um, what's Eddie Jones thinking in terms of his number seven jersey? 
Yeah, interesting, because Michael Hooper wasn't effective. Uh, he has been for a long time, but he wasn't effective uh, against the Blues. So I think that would have created a few more questions than it gave Eddie Jones answers. He really needs someone who can really, you know, pilfer and, and, and really get in the way and, and drive. And, and I, I just think, you know, Michael Hooper's been fantastic for so long, but I just think he's, he's nowhere near his peak. And, and you couldn't be, you know, after the career that he's had, he's got to be coming down, and he is coming down. So he's not as good as he used to be. So the question is, does Eddie... Look, I'll take him to the World Cup, because I think he deserves to go. Not any player deserves to go, but if anyone does, Michael Hooper probably does. But I, I don't think he'll be the starting seventh for the Wallabies. I don't know who that'll be, but uh, I don't think it'll be Michael Hooper. All right, there you go. So uh, yeah. a lot to look forward to in 2023 when it comes to... Rugby, uh, we've got the World Cup later on in the year and the semi-finals coming up over the weekend. So, Mick, before I do let you go, could we get your quick tips for the games? I, I want uh, your tips for both Crusaders Blues on Friday and then the Chiefs and the Brumbies on Saturday. I'm going to go the Crusaders because I, I really like Scott Robertson as a coach and if, whenever they win a major tournament, he does this terrific dance. He's like the Ted Lasso of, um, mm-hmm. of rugby. So he's. I'd, I'd like the Crusaders to win and I, I just think the Chiefs, I, I think the Chiefs beat the Brumbies. I think that'll be really tight, but I, I think the Chiefs, you know, they're, you know, that, yeah, I, I'm going to go Chiefs and Crusaders will be my two winners this weekend. That'll be that. That for me will be the pair in the final. But right. again, as I said, it could go anyway, but <laughs> that's wrong. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, no, two great games to look forward to. Mick, it's been a pleasure chatting on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time. Always a pleasure. Good evening, Matt. Cheers.